At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. Happy Memorial Day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into the show. It is Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook, just outside of Chicago, here in Des Plaines, Illinois. Thank you for being with us on this Memorial Day evening. We've got tons to go through for tonight. Of course, we've got plenty of baseball action. We have got yet another Game 7 on the ice and an early preview for the NBA Finals. All of that will be discussed, and I've got bets really in all three of those sports and also some guys who have some interest betting those particular sports going to be joining us throughout the next 60 minutes. we got two guests on the horn 15 minutes from now. Fellow VEASAN host Wes Reynolds, the man can really handicap it all, and he does, to be quite frank with you. So we'll go all over the place in 15 minutes with our guy Wes Reynolds. Probably talk about the game seven tonight. Talk a little bit about baseball. See if he's got any futures that are sticking out to him as of this moment. And speaking of futures, well, we're still far ways out, but I do want to pick his brain a tad bit about what he's got, anything dialed up in the NFL. So that's going to be hit on with Wes in 15 minutes. And then 30 minutes from now, Beeson's betting analyst, Adam Burke, at Skating Tripods on Twitter, where he tweets out all of his solid content, stats, analytics with baseball, along with his write-ups at Beeson.com. We'll be talking all things on the diamond in 30 minutes. And then at the end of the show, 45 from now, that's when we'll get into my thoughts and plays not only for the series in the NBA Finals, 
but for game one and in the NBA MVP discussion. So a lot to get through, but let's get kicked off with my best bets for tonight, a.k.a. Danny's Dimes. I've got one in hockey and one in baseball. And then, like we said, we're saving our bets for basketball at the end of the show, but focusing in on tonight. We've got two that we're looking forward to, but let's discuss it with the Rangers and the Hurricanes to get things started. Game seven, man, I mean, home and road splits. That's the name of the game for this series and specifically for the Hurricanes. This spread, or excuse me, this money line rather, open with Carolina as a minus 143 favorite at Bet Rivers. They've been getting slightly steamed throughout the course of the day, at least at Bet Rivers. Now they're up to minus 155 look at the side of the New York Rangers they open as the plus 118 dog currently they're plus 133 the total still at five and a half like it's pretty much been forever game however a lot more juice on the under now you're seeing it minus a buck 39 for under five and a half goals you want to go the other way go over five in the hook it's plus 117 Carolina with the puck line plus 165 if you want to take the puck in the hook with the Rangers you're laying minus 210 so we obviously, as of this point, because we're here for Game 7, lost our Carolina Hurricanes minus one and a half series spread bet at plus 110. Once it was clear that they were only going to win home games, it kind of knew that was going to come through. And I was off Friday, out of town, but on Thursday we had our bet for the Hurricanes to win that home game, which we nailed. But I also talked about the fact that because of how poor they had been on the road, that you may want to look for an alternative to get out of it, whether it was betting the Rangers straight up in that game, over six and a half games played, or a bet where it was the Hurricanes to win in seven games, and at that point it was plus 240. Now, even after they won game five, before game six, Bet Rivers still offered that at plus 230. So I took a little piece of that. So virtually, as of this point, I'm sitting on a Carolina Hurricanes plus 230 ticket for Carolina to win in seven. It was plus 230 despite them winning game five. Then going into game six, it was still at that price. And I didn't want to lay the little juice with the Rangers. I figured they would win. But hey, let me get a better price with Carolina. I'm not saying it's a foolproof plan or anything that could end up being viable because, of course, they could lose this. But that's what I'm going to be riding out for this game tonight. Now, you know, that game six, it was just what you've seen from the past efforts out of the Hurricanes and on Toronto, right? The thing that kind of gave me some trepidation with going back onto Carolina once again, despite me already being invested on them winning in seven now, is the fact that they pulled him from that game. Like, it's one thing to just lose the game and one thing for him to have another poor performance, but they took him out of the game, and I wonder if that kind of hurts his psyche a little bit or, you know, wrecks his confidence. I don't know, whatever it may be, but we do know that he has been rock solid at home this postseason. He is 7-0, and and he's allowed six goals throughout the two rounds of this postseason on home ice with a save percentage of 96.5%, and he has racked up one shutout. That one shutout coming against the Rangers, and specifically against the Rangers at home, Ranta has only allowed two goals on home ice. He has saved 64 out of 66 shot attempts, 97% on his saves at home against the Rangers. He allowed three goals on 13 shots in the last game. How does that momentum kind of figure into this game? Well, you kind of have the old adage, game seven, throw the books or throw the record books out the window, whatever the heck you want to say. And yeah, that's true to a certain extent, but I still believe that the Hurricanes are the better team, that they have the more explosive offense, that they have one of the most dominant home ice advantages in the National Hockey League. So yes, I give the advantage to Carolina 
and I give, well, I don't want to say the advantage to Rata, but again, based on how he's played at home, how do you not see the advantage there? Is him getting pulled, is that going to affect anything? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But Shesterkin, he has been an absolute beast at home himself this postseason, but where he has also struggled slightly, not as much as Ranta, but has also been on the road. Now, on the road this postseason, Shesterkin has a record of 1-5. He has allowed 19 goals and has accumulated a save percentage of 88%. In this series in particular, at Carolina on the road, he has allowed six goals, and he has stopped 75 of 81 shots, 92.5% with his saves. So he hasn't been bad. He just hasn't been as good as Ranta has been in Carolina. Again, should be very intriguing to see which goalie can kind of thrive as at this point because you got to think that you give the upper hand still to, uh, to Shesterkin despite them not having as much success on the road. But can Carolina get those quality shot opportunities? Can they take advantage of the power play and get up and in front early? And if they can, I trust them to hold this lead. But again, not going to be adding an extra bet as of this point, but the market slightly has moved toward Carolina. If you don't like laying the steep money line price, consider the puck line then at plus 165. I did have another bet that I did make for this game, though, and now it's not going to be with the total going under 5.5 because considering it's a game 7, you got to figure they pull the goalies even earlier than they usually would. In the first period, under 1.5, and and you're laying some steep juice north of minus 135. Instead, I'm going to go back to a play that we talked about last week. I can't remember which game exactly, but it's the no goal in the first 10 minutes. Plus 104 was the best price that I've found here in the state of Illinois. Now, overall, the no goal in the first 10 minutes has hit in four out of six games throughout the series with the Rangers and the Hurricanes. And at Carolina, with the three home games that they've already played in, it's hit in two out of three of those games. It did. It also, um, you can look at what happened in Game 7 for the Hurricanes at home against the Bruins. They didn't get a goal in the first 10 minutes in that game either. Just throwing out a little bit something else to keep in the back of your mind. But look, it is Game 7. Everybody's going to be wound kind of tight, right? You don't want to be the guy that makes the big mistakes, so you're probably not being as loose. You're not being as adventurous right out of the gate. Everybody, again, is just really tight going out there, so I don't think you're going to see a goal, hopefully, in the first 10 minutes of this game, something that is hit more often than not in the series. And I like that you could get plus money or, you know, at most you're laying like minus 105. So that's going to be my bet, aside from me sweating out the plus 230, Hurricanes winning seven, no goal in the first 10 minutes at plus 104. I'm rooting for the Hurricanes still, of course, because we got our Stanley Cup Futures ticket, but the way they're playing on the road, I'm not feeling too good about it, but hopefully they can at least take it one step further and we can worry about them going up against the Lightning. But that's what I'm rocking with on the ice for tonight. Also got one play in Major League Baseball. Want to throw that out there as we begin this rush hour edition. The Rays and the Rangers is the game that I'm circling out and looking to make a bet in. Down in Texas, the Rangers are the home team and they are the home underdog against the Tampa Bay Rays. Texas opened up plus 112 and currently at Bet Rivers, they're plus 125. So that means Tampa Bay getting a little bit of love in the market this evening. Minus 122 at the opener, now up to minus 143. The Rays just split a four-game series with the Yankees. The Rangers actually on a little bit of a hot streak. They've won their last four out of five games coming into tonight. But I don't really trust Texas in this spot, and that's because they're throwing out Glenn Otto. The righty this season is 2-2 two two with a 4.91 ERA, 1.40 whip, 4.94 FIP, very concerning, 
Uh, and you look at his base on balls per nine innings, he's walking over four and a half guys. He's got a 15 and a half percent home run to fly ball ratio and his Sierra also alarming 4.70. We took the over with the Rangers and the Angels the last time that Glenn Otto pitched and it got over. Now, granted, he actually had a really good performance, but uh, the Rangers lit up the Angels. But again, you're seeing these stats and you're kind of assuming some regression is imminent potentially for Otto and hopefully it comes tonight. Now, at home, he's been even worse. Granted, he's only gone 8.1 innings pitched, but he's posted a 10.80 ERA, 4.49 Woba at home, and a FIP of 7.82. Drew Rasmussen, he's going to be opposing him, and he has been a stud up to this point. 5-1, 2.68 ERA, 0.98 whip, 2.91 FIP, and a 3.31 Sierra. Now, every game he has started in, except for one, Back in April against the White Sox, the Rays have ended up winning. So eight out of nine starts that he's been involved with, the Rays uh, have ended up winning. And same thing with the first five as well, if you kind of want to look in that area. But I like Tampa Bay in this spot here tonight. I give them the pitching advantage. And versus righties, they've been pretty solid. They got a 104 WRC+, plus, 301 Woba. And on the road against righties, they got a BABIP of 313, which is third highest in Major League Baseball. Texas, they're not really going to wow you with anything statistically with their bats. 222 average at home versus righties, 653 OPS, 93 WRC plus, and a 291 Woba. Both of these teams have respectable bullpens, the Rays a little bit more so, but I'm going to trust the starting pitching and the bats a little bit more so on the side of Tampa Bay. Earlier today, I snagged about minus 137. Again, it's minus 143 currently at Bet Rivers. Shop around, see what you can get. But for baseball, I'm going with the Rays. And we're going no goal in the first 10 minutes for Game 7 between the Rangers and the Hurricanes. More coverage on that and all other sports coming next here on Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and don't forget Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available and you'll get set up with multiple episodes a week along with great local sports betting content. Welcome back to Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet River Sportsbook in Des Plaines, Illinois. Going to kick it out to the West Coast, though, live in Sin City. Wes Reynolds, fellow VEASAN host, joining us right now at Wes Reynolds 1, where you can follow him along on Twitter. Wes, appreciate you making some time. I know it's been a jam-packed weekend for you, all different sports that you've been getting involved with betting. And, well, we have an opportunity to do that tonight and further along throughout this week. But I do want to begin with Game 7 tonight for hockey. Rangers, Hurricanes, all indications based on how this series has gone. And the one prior for Carolina is that the Hurricanes would have the upper hand. And that's reflected in the odds right now. They're about minus 155 at Bat Rivers. Totals at 5.5. You got a good read in this Game 7. Do you think Carolina has that advantage? Or are you someone that goes, well, it's, it's all different now because it's Game 7? I'm a little bit 50-50 on this one, Danny, because, look, I took the Hurricanes before the series, and they've held serve at home, but they haven't won any games on the road in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But home ice advantage has been, you know, paramount, really, for Carolina throughout. I feel like they're the better team, 
But the Rangers, I think, have been better in this second round series. I had them in the first round against the Penguins, and I felt I got very lucky, kind of sucked out on the river with that particular series because I thought the Rangers really got outplayed and the defense kind of let Igor down in between the pipes. But he's been much better in this second round series. I believe he stopped like 94.9% of the shots in four of the last five games. The Rangers, really, if you look at the last three games of the series, games four, five, and six, have actually been a little bit better in the five-on-five. And I think they're outscoring Carolina like six to four. I haven't done anything yet. I may hedge off a little bit with the Rangers. It's not So it's not like a true position where I may take them a little bit just to hedge off the series price and just get a small loss out of it. But, of course, you're seeing in Game 7 this get bet to the under. I'm seeing as high as, like, minus 150 VIG on this under at under 5.5. So my lean would be to go against that. I probably am going to lay out. I did go against that on Saturday, and it did go over. But that was the first game that it went over in the series. So maybe if you go, like, you know, if I was to play an under, I might play like first 10 minutes or first period in general for the under, but maybe not the full game because you never know if there's like a disparity here. If it's three to one, then all of a sudden you get the goaltender pulled because it's game seven. There's no tomorrow for these two teams. That's when you get some of the goals late and that'll inflate the total. Yeah, and that's exactly the theory that I subscribe to. I mean, these unders have been hitting except for the last game, but I don't want to lay that much big on over uh, five and a half being the total. And, you know, like you also alluded to, they're probably going to take out the goalies even sooner rather than they typically would. And you mentioned the no goal in the first 10. That's actually a bet we just discussed that I played. So that's the only like under that I did was no goal in the first 10 minutes. And I'm with you. I, you know, I had the Hurricanes minus one and a half series spread. Obviously, that didn't come through. I didn't expect them to lose every road game because I do think they're the better team. But Ranta, I mean, his home and road splits are obscene. It's just wild. Now, I was also kind of talking about this to start off the show, Wes, and I want to ask you about it. I mean, again, Ranta has been a stud at home. Does the fact that he got taken out in that last game mess up anything for him mentally, do you think? Or is that one of those things where now nah, he's a professional, he's done a lot better at home, he'll brush it off and be all right? I kind of tend to think it's the latter, Danny, because, look, he, he is a veteran and he's kind of been a journeyman. He's been around the block with several different teams. So I think he's got to understand, you know, I've been there before. He's 33, so he's been in the league a long time uh, been with the Blackhawks, been with the Coyotes. So he's been playing in this league since 2013. So I think he kind of knows the drill. But he was particularly bad on Saturday. That was probably the worst he's been all playoffs here. So, look, uh, there's no tomorrow. Freddie Anderson was their number one goalie during the regular season. He has not been able to play in the playoffs due to injury. So, look, uh, he's got to go. And I think the home ice advantage, at least he has that on his side here. But – I think he probably can turn the page. I think if this was a young guy, it might shatter his confidence a little bit, but I don't see it here. Wes Reynolds joining us here on Rush Hour talking Game 7 throughout the Stanley Cup postseason. And, Wes, let's move along in the postseason, but transition to the hardwood. The NBA Finals are set. We've got the Warriors and the Celtics. We'll get into Game 1 in a second, but your overall thoughts for this series. What are we thinking? I mean, at Bet Rivers, at least, you can get Golden State minus 155. 
Boston plus 130. It seems tough, at least in my opinion, to trust the Celtics here considering they just had two exhausting series that went to Game 7. I'm not saying that that chalks it up to an automatic loss, but the Warriors really look like they hit their stride in the last series against the Mavericks. Against the Grizzlies, it was a little wishy-washy, but the Golden State Warriors look like the team of old, and they look like they could be a team anew that could overcome the Celtics team. Yeah, I haven't bet this yet, Danny, but overall I'm with you in terms of how you broke that down. Uh, if you look at these two teams, this is actually the first NBA final since 1996, I believe, when it was the Bulls against the uh, George Carl coached and Gary Payton and Sean Kemp led Seattle Sonics, where they were the top two teams in defensive efficiency. So if you're maybe looking for that game to game, I'm going to be interested to see how the totals play out. I think it opened 210 and a half, starting to see as high as 212 out there but 211 and a half pretty much most places so i'll be interested after game one to kind of see if i can get a read on this total but what you mentioned here i think was a really good point and look i won Celtics series on the in play against the heat had a very small play on them to win the eastern conference as well but now i kind of feel like maybe boston hit their their wall because number one of what you just said having those two exhausting series but also number two the fact that this is a team with, you know, a lot of good young talent with Tatum and Brown and all those guys, but this is not a team with a lot of NBA Finals experience. In fact, they have zero NBA Finals games for anybody on this roster. Meanwhile, Golden State has 123 NBA Finals games, of course, the bulk with Steph and Clay and Draymond, a couple others on the roster as well. But reminds me a little bit, 1997 actually was the last time you've had this kind of disparity or a discrepancy, rather, this disparate amount, where the Bulls had 134 finals games, of course, with Michael, Scotty, and the whole crew against the Utah Jazz, who, by the way, had John Stockton and Carl Malone, but had never played a finals game. But that was a different NBA, I think, back then, Danny, because that Jazz team, even though they were outmanned in terms of experience, was a lot more of a veteran team because that core, not only Malone and Stockton, but... Jeff Hornacek, uh, Antoine Carr, Greg Foster, Greg Ostertag, Howard Isley, Brian Russell. Those guys had played together like three or four years. So they were a veteran team. Boston, you know, a few of these guys have played together, but they just don't have the experience, I don't think. And I do think experience is going to matter here. So I'm with you leaning to Golden State on the series, Bryce. Yeah, and then, yeah, Wes, and you bring up, Stats from the 90s and just looking back in the 90s, what I saw on Twitter at least was that the home team is 23-3 straight up in game one of the NBA Finals since 1996. Would you maybe look to bet Golden State, not just because of that stat, but just because of what we also talked about, two grueling, exhausting series for the Celtics, home opener for the Warriors. You think you would lay the wood or maybe even three and a half on the spread with Golden State? No, I think you're on the right track there, Danny. Uh, and look, uh, we saw that bear fruit in the last round. I think a team that goes game seven and then has to play in the next series, you could go against them. And I think that they've only covered, I believe this is going back, you know, close to 20 years, have only covered about 39% of the time. So you saw both wow. those game seven teams, by the way, that being Dallas and that also being the Boston Celtics who came off game seven and you and and got beat straight up. So yeah, I would certainly be leaning. I think it's a cheap enough money line. Just looking, it is up to three and a half. That's predictable that that was going to get bet. But you're seeing these that money line at minus one fifty five. I think that's pretty cheap on Golden State for Game One. 
I completely agree with you, Wes. Yeah, I've seen it as low as, I think minus 155 was the lowest. I took a little piece of that immediately, assuming, because we still have till Thursday till it goes off, that eventually the steam will go toward the side of Golden State. But I'm not saying, and, and it seems like you're kind of on the same page, it's not saying that we're completely discrediting Boston, but they're just in a tough spot based on what they endured and based on what we know we can expect out of Golden State. But regardless, should be a fascinating series and should be a very exciting game tonight in hockey and West. We appreciate you helping us handicap it and giving us some of your plays, my man. You bet, pal. Thanks for having me. You got it. Make sure you follow Wes on Twitter at Wes Reynolds one. He's got you covered pretty much every dang sport. The man knows it all and he bets it all and he's giving out winners on a consistent basis. Always love catching up with our guy Wes Reynolds once again on Twitter at Wes Reynolds one. Coming next, we're going to switch it over to baseball. We've got a few games to look forward to tonight. And what about the futures department? Adam Burke will share his two cents on all of that here on Rush Hour. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Want more betting insights to help give you an edge? Well, check out VSIN's Best Bets podcast. And there you can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24 7 stream of VSIN experts who are all tracking line moves, odds, props wins, losses, and bad beats from sportsbooks not only out in Las Vegas, but across the entire country. So download the Beast and Best Bets podcast right now at beastin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts available. Welcome back to the show. It is Rush Hour, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being with us on this Memorial Day. Hope you're enjoying it. We've got plenty of baseball to enjoy and to help us handicap it as well. Adam Burke joining us right now, VEASAN's betting analyst at Skating Tripods, where you can follow him on Twitter. There's a beautiful picture we always like to post, the stepbrothers, Danny Burke, Adam Burke, and hey, we love talking shop when it comes to baseball. And Adam, you and I have some similar interest in betting this Rays and Rangers game. Now, I don't think we have the same bet per se, but we both are making some wagers here. Tell us what you're looking to bet between these two pitchers with Glenn Otto, Rasmussen. I know uh, Glenn Otto had a strong last outing against the Angels. You think he can replicate that tonight against the Rays? Because we know that Rasmussen has been reliable to this point. Drew Rasmussen's been really, really good for Tampa Bay, and he's a guy that keeps the ball in the park. It's very hard to score runs off of him because you have to string together hits and doesn't give up a lot of hard contact, doesn't give up a lot of walks. He's a guy that just really limits base runners and run scoring opportunities. So I think Rasmussen's a pretty good play tonight against the Rangers, but I also think Glenn Otto is a pretty good play against the Rays tonight where Glenn Otto is a guy that's made six starts so far this year. He's given up, he gave up eight runs in his May 14th start against Boston over his other five starts. He gave up eight runs total and he's faced the Astros twice. He's faced the angels. He's faced the Red Sox, the Yankees. He's faced some really, really good opposing offenses only has that one really bad start. The Rays are virtually maybe a little bit better than league average offensively. So, you know, they're not really that good of an offensive team. They're decent, but they're not great. Otto's performed pretty well against some pretty good offenses this year. So I went ahead and took the first five under four, but I don't disagree with anybody taking a look at the full game under eight in that one. All right, Adam, I want to move along and talk about another pitching matchup that 
You know, it, it tempted me to want to get involved, but ultimately I ended up staying away because of the price. But it's this Washington Nationals and New York Mets matchup. And Peterson, the southpaw, going for the Mets. Fetty for the Nationals. I know you've written about or written about Fetty. And, you know, he's had some tough outings, no doubt about it. But I believe his home and road splits really favor him to pitching on the road. And Peterson's been very strong for the Mets. But, again, they're about anywhere from minus 175 to minus 180. So, ultimately, I stayed away. But did you have some sort of lean here based on these starting pitchers or just overall teams? Yeah, and that's something that's kind of frustrating, Danny. When you get a pitcher like Eric Fetty, who's really overperforming this season, I think, and, and I do give him credit, and I give the Nationals credit, they've kind of changed his pitch usage a little bit, throwing more cutters, throwing more curveballs, things that induce some weaker contact and maybe some more swing and miss. So they, they have made alterations that you know are definitely uh, c contributing to why he's pitching better this year. With that being said, I'm not really a big believer in Eric Fetty. I thought about the over in this game, actually, because the Nationals do have a pretty decent offense, but City Field is generally a pretty good pitcher's park. Uh, a lot of teams have struggled to score off of the Mets rotation in games played in Queens. So stayed away from this one, but it is frustrating when you get a pitcher like Fetty that you want to fade, but he's on a bad team, so you always have to pay a big price to do it. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what I was thinking, too. I mean, his stats aren't, like, terrible, but you're kind of expecting even more regression out of him. So we'll see how he can go tonight against the Mets. And I don't, and I don't hate that over angle, too, but you're right. I mean, not the best hitters part, but definitely a possibility to see a lot of runs between the Mets and the Nationals. Game two and a doubleheader tonight, Adam, here on the Chicago area. I mean, we've got the Northside Cubbies taking on the Brewers part two. Uh, the Cubs blew a 4-2 lead. They lost game one. Now they're throwing out Drew Smiley going against Ashby. Southpaw versus Southpaw. Milwaukee a favorite once again. Minus 136. The Cubbies plus 117. Look, a lot of these situations and you and I have discussed this in the past that a lot of betters will look to back the team that lost game one. It's not something that you just do blindly, but it's something that seems to happen more often than not. I don't know if I would just automatically subscribe to do that with the Cubs because Drew Smiley has been a little bit unstable up to this point himself. Yeah, so I, I think the strategy in this game tonight, a couple of interesting things. First of all, I mean, it's very warm in Chicago today, as you know, and the wind's blowing out for the doubleheader here at Wrigley Field. So we saw a boatload of runs in game one, but we also saw a very high total up of 12 uh, in that first game. In this game, though, there's only a couple ways I can play it. The first would be Brewers first five. If you want to fade Drew Smiley, Aaron Ashby is kind of a Robbie Ray type of guy. A lot of strikeouts, a lot of walks. We'll give up some home runs. Doesn't necessarily know where the ball's going all the time, but doesn't give up a lot of hits because his stuff just moves a lot and is pretty dynamic. So he's kind of a tough guy to square up. Excuse me. Yeah. Well, with that oh, yeah. Being go said, ahead. Sorry, I'm choking for whatever reason here. <laughs> uh, but with that being said, the reason I would say Brewers first five is because Devin Williams and Josh Hader were both used in game one. And Devin Williams had to throw about 30 pitches in his inning, and they're not going to use Josh Hader twice in the same day. They protect him at all costs. He doesn't even work back-to-back -back days pretty often. So I wouldn't be able to take the Brewers for the full game. There's no way I could do that knowing that their best relievers are going to be unavailable. 
Yeah, that makes sense to me. And look, again, I, I see your philosophy here looking to trust the side of Ashby, who has put up some strong numbers. And Smiley, though, the thing is, he kind of goes back and forth. I have not gotten a really sturdy read on him. So ultimately, I'll probably be staying away. But I'll, as you also mentioned, I mean, the wind's blown out. Warmer day, we saw a lot of runs in game one. Hey, maybe we see it once again here in Chicago. And Adam, speaking of Chicago, Man, this White Sox team, uh, bad luck after bad luck. We're still waiting on the official news, but Tim Anderson got banged up with that groin. A lot of people are thinking maybe it could be significant time. I know he got his MRI today, but again, we'll wait to see the actual news. But this leads me to asking you about the AL Central, and I always like kind of getting an update on this because it's one of the most fascinating divisions to consider betting because you have a White Sox team that is about five games behind the Twins right now, yet Minnesota's plus 135, the White Sox minus buck 30. I took Chicago when they were minus 110, but honestly, I, I wouldn't argue anybody who would go, yeah, I'm going to take the Twins at plus 135 considering they have a five-game lead and this White Sox team continues to just get injured and just not play games too comfortably. Yeah, look, you know, we've been talking about this on the run line on Sunday nights. We even talked about it last night, Ben Wilson and I, about waiting for the right time to fire on Chicago to win this division, because I'm not a big believer in the twins. Their schedule is going to ramp up here pretty soon as well. And their second half schedule is much more difficult than what Chicago has where the white Sox play maybe two or three contending teams in the second half with Minnesota, of course, being one of them. I don't think the guardians have any chance either. And obviously the tigers and Royals are very far off the pace. So this is a two horse race in the central. And, and this Tim Anderson injury is a very, very big deal for the White Sox. Now, he's not a very good defensive player, and that's been a big issue for them throughout the course of this season, converting batted balls into outs. But they're going to miss his bat. Yohan Moncada has not been healthy. Luis Roberts been kind of in and out. He really hasn't found his stride. Eloy Jimenez had to slow down his rehab assignment because he has been having some injury issues once again. Uh, Lance Lynn is still not back. So you know, the, the White Sox have just had a lot to contend with here so far this season. With that being said, their schedule does really soften up here. I mean, the Twins have been playing the Tigers and Royals for basically the last week and a half. The White Sox actually get a respite, particularly in the second half. So I'm hoping that maybe this Anderson injury is extreme enough to give me a plus money price on them uh, because I do still think ultimately they win this division. Although, you know, as you were talking about before the show or before the segment here, they're starting to dig themselves a pretty big hole in that division that they're going to have to get out of. Yeah, minus 130 right now, five games back. It's going to be tempting depending on the result of that news, as you alluded to, but keep your eyes on Twitter and then rush to the sports books to see what kind of value you can get. But Adam brings up a very good point. Schedule should be a little bit easier for the White Sox. Even though they have been struggling against their division opponents, you got to think they can figure it out. Hopefully it's soon for you White Sox backers and just for the sake of this White Sox team with all the talent that they have. Very, very frustrating, but still got plenty of faith in them. Hey, Adam, thank you for making time tonight, my man. Best of luck with all your plays on the diamond. Looking forward to chatting next week. Absolutely. I'll try not to choke on next week's segment. <laughs> hey, no problem. It happens to the best of us. Make sure you guys all follow Adam on Twitter, at Skating Tripods. And if you want more info revolving all around baseball, VSIN.com. He does his write-ups every single day. And look, not only do you get Adam Burke's daily Major League Baseball best bets, but you also got more coverage throughout the NBA Finals with VSIN's NBA expert, Jonathan Von Tobel and Andy McNeil. will be breaking down all the action on the ice throughout the Stanley 
Cup playoffs. The VEASAN Summer Special is what it is. It's only $39 to get everything VEASAN has to offer from right now to the end of July. And we'll also have lots of NFL preseason coverage and continued best bets along with premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. So if you want the full VEASAN experience with those best bets, point spread weekly, and much more, make sure you check it out at vsin.com slash summer. That's V-S-I-N.com slash summer. Final segment coming your way here on Rush Hour. As we wrap it up, we'll talk NBA Finals bets and recap Danny's dimes. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. For all you tennis lovers out there, remember that Bet Rivers is your home for betting on the French Open. Log in any day of the French Open to receive a 20% profit boost so you can use that on any live in-play bet all on the French Open. The top half of the men's draw is loaded and, well, it's shaping up to be an amazing Grand Slam event. So get your free profit boost today and every day at BetRivers.com or on the BetRivers app. Terms and conditions apply. See site for more details. Final segment is upon us on this Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day to all of you out there. Thank you for joining us on Rush Hour. Again, I'm Danny Burke, your host, and you can follow along on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 As for VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, at VEASAN Live on the tweets. So to begin the show, we talked about Danny's Dimes, two plays ahead tonight, and we'll kind of recap that toward the end of this segment. But since we still have the NBA Finals to look forward to, granted it's not till Thursday, I do want to dish out some of the plays that I have made regarding Game 1, the NBA Finals, and in the MVP market. Might as well get them out early rather than later because a lot of these numbers could alter by by the time we have tip-off for game one. But let's set the stage here. Let's look at the series price before we get into game one. Now, at Bet Rivers, the Warriors are minus 155 on the series price. The other side with Boston, they are plus 130. If you look around the state of Illinois or probably any state that you are in right now, of course, you can maybe get a better number. And at least the best number I saw had Golden State at minus 150. I get it. Nobody wants to lay that much of a price really for anything, let alone a long series with two solid teams. But you know what? I did lay that with Golden State. This Boston team has really, despite winning the last two series, has shown us that maybe they can't be too trustworthy. You can't rely on them as much. They got a great young team, great head coach. They have a lot of talent. But let's go back to what happened in that Buck series, right? What was it? Game five. They had that lead. It was like nine, ten points, whatever it was, with a few minutes to go. They blew it. The Bucks came back, and they won that game. Now, granted, yes, I realize Boston had a big one on the road, and then they won at home in a huge way. I understand that. But I'm telling you, they have these spots where it's just like, what the hell are you doing? You saw it this past series, too. What was it? Game three, they got absolutely dismantled. And then game five, in the fourth quarter, they come alive and just absolutely dominate against Miami, we're feeling great about our series bet, minus one and a half, right? How are they going to lose game six after what they just did? This Heat team was injured, they were depleted, and Boston was what, an eight, eight and a half point favorite going into game six? Nah, they were lollygagging, they were getting complacent, they thought that they had cruise control on, but no, they go out there and they lose. All right, game seven. Yes, they win, but they also had a double-digit lead with like three minutes to go. I was able to watch the game on my flight home from Denver coming back last night. So I was watching the game on my phone, and I see it's a double-digit lead with like three minutes. I was like, all right, forget it. This game's over. And then I'm like, all right, you know, I'll just check like 10 minutes later. And it's like a two-point, three-point lead, whatever it was. And obviously, they held on and won. But my point being is the lack of experience, so to speak, kind of shows for the Celtics team. And no, they're not just a brand-new team in the mix. They've been here before, not to this extent, but like Wes and I were just talking about, in comparison to Golden State, it's a lot different. 
And Golden State had some concerns too. Don't get me wrong. That series against Memphis did not instill any confidence in me as a better looking to trust Golden State more than I did after the first series. But then you saw what they were able to do against the Mavericks. And it's like, yeah, that's that Golden State team that we know they are capable of being. They got the home court advantage this Golden State. They got the rest going into game one. And again, they have that championship pedigree under their belt. I just think they're a very solid team who have shooters all over the place, which to a certain extent, you didn't have that with Miami. Kyle Lowry was non-existent the whole series except for one game. Max Struess, yeah, he's hitting shots left and right, but nothing consistent. Vincent had a couple good games. Bam, I don't know what the heck happened to Bam for a majority of the games. It was Butler or bust. The Warriors, they got weapons all throughout. Klay Thompson finally looked like his old self in the last series. Andrew Wiggins was playing like a really good guy. Steph Curry still doing Steph Curry things. And obviously, you got Jordan Poole coming off the bench, contributing a lot offensively. This is a completely different team offensively for Golden State than it was for the Celtics against Miami. Now, defensively, yes, Golden State is really strong. Not as great as Miami, but still a really stout defensive team. They have a great home court environment better than Miami, and I think the Warriors will take care of business and win the championship this year. So again, not ideal to lay minus 150, but that's what I'm going to do. I have enough conviction in this Warriors team, and I laid minus a buck 50 with them on the series price to be the next NBA champions. Further along, if you're looking at that and you're going, ah, you know, I don't really want to lay the minus 150. What if they lose game one? What if they lose game two or something happens and I could get a better price? I get it. That's understood. Well, let me offer an alternative that I also made a bet on, and that's NBA Finals MVP. Now, we've been talking about this for quite some time. It's nothing new, but what you can do if you have a really good idea of if a team wins the finals, who's going to be their finals MVP, sometimes you can get better value and just bet that player to win finals MVP because if his team wins, then realistically they will win the award. Now, the Warriors, because I have them winning the series, it's going to be someone on their team. They have a handful of options, you would think, right? But it's all about the narratives, and it's driven in that sense. Steph Curry has not won an NBA Finals MVP. Yes, he won Western Conference Finals MVP, but not a Finals MVP overall for the championship. It was Andre Iguodala, and then it was Kevin Durant in the next two championships for the Warriors. Steph Curry is due. Steph Curry has been very consistent, and he is the heart and soul of this team, and it is his time to shine and get that award if the Warriors should win it. And you search around Illinois, best number you can get on Steph Curry, plus 125. So I also pulled the trigger on Steph Curry to win finals MVP at plus 125. Again, that could be your alternative if you don't want to go with Golden State on the chalky series price. But I bet both. Again, I have the conviction in both areas. And the other spot that I do have some conviction with, it's going to be Golden State again, and it's going to be in game one. We were talking with this with Wes Reynolds, excuse me, once again, but Look, home teams 23-3 straight up in game one of the NBA Finals since 1996. Furthermore, adding to that, Boston just had two series back-to-back -back that went to game sevens. And you kind of saw this trend, right? The team that went to game seven the next round, they struggle in game one. We bet the Heat in game one against the Celtics. Now, granted, the Celtics missed a couple of guys because of COVID, but we were still invested on Miami, who did win before that news came about. Golden State, a better team than Miami. Golden State, well-rested. Golden State is prepared for this moment. They're not going to let it get to them. Boston was kind of celebrating like the Suns were last year, it felt like. But Golden State, again, they are tempered. They will know what to do, and they will execute, and I think they pull through in game one. 
Now, the spread opened up at three. Some spots, such as Bet Rivers, has them now at minus three and a half. Minus 165 at Bet Rivers on the money line and total at about 211 and a half. But the best money line price I saw out there in Illinois, minus 155. Again, I laid that chalk. It's not ideal. I know some people may not like to do it, but I'd rather do that than sweat out the spread. That's how, I, that's how I've always really been betting the NBA, at least this year specifically. I don't want to get screwed on a bad beat, but that's what I'm going with for game one. I'm not a diehard Warriors fan, I swear, but I just don't trust Boston in this series, and Golden State is looking like their former self that was the top team in this league for so long, and I think they will end up at the top once again. So the Warriors in this series, minus 150, Curry plus 125, finals MVP, and game one, I'm going with the Warriors on the money line, minus a buck 55. Now, we also had some plays at the beginning of the show, and we got a Game 7 tonight for hockey, the Hurricanes and the Rangers. Hoping the Hurricanes come through for a couple of reasons. Our Stanley Cup futures bet, and also I took them plus 230 to win the series at 7 once our original bet wasn't looking great. But we also did no goal in the first 10 minutes, plus 104. This is hit in four out of six games as of this point. Two out of three times in Carolina has it hit. Because it's game seven, I think these players are going to be wound up a little bit more so. They're not going to be as loose. They don't want to be the guy that commits the atrocious penalty, the costly penalty, or just makes that mistake. So I think it's going to be tightly played, and I don't think there's going to be a lot of goals. This we really have seen for the better part of this series. And instead of laying that big chalk for under five and a half to where they also could pull the goalie early or first period under one and a half, I'm going to take the plus 104 and go no goal in the first 10 minutes. And then we had one play on the diamond tonight. Talked about this game a little bit with our guy Adam Burke. But I'm going with the Rays on the money line this evening. Minus 137 at Texas against the Rangers. Glenn Otto hasn't been terrible but Rasmussen has been a lot better. The hitting for Tampa Bay, I give them uh, the advantage. Statistically, the bullpen has a slight advantage. And again, I just think Rasmussen is the better pitcher at the end of the day. The line movement seems to agree. I'm going with Tampa Bay for my baseball play this evening. That's all I got. We're kind of uh, hitting all the major sports here as of this moment. Baseball, basketball, and some hockey. Best of luck if you tell. And hey, best of luck with whatever you're playing tonight. Should be a fun one. We're hoping the Hurricanes come through, man. Rata, we need you to step up, buddy. Let's see those home splits come through once again, and then we can worry about what the heck we're going to do when you go against the Lightning. Maybe the Lightning will finally get some respect. But again, enjoy it, and enjoy the rest of your Memorial Day weekend. We'll be back tomorrow for more action. Danny Burke, your host, here on Rush Hour. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.